Kia ora, welcome back to Flying the Fern, powered by New Zealand Stories, Fernmark License Programme and produced by Raw Collective. This series is all about telling the real-life stories of well-known New Zealand businesses that carry the official Fernmark logo. We dig into how they came about, the challenges they've overcome, and their contribution to the reputation New Zealand businesses have around the world. Kids Ride Shotgun is on a mission to raise the next generation of mountain bikers. It was founded with an eye to enabling families to get outside together and build relationships while being active. The signature Kids Ride Shotgun seat can be attached to adult bikes so parents can ride along with their children rather than having the kids tacked on behind them. Co-founder Dan Necklin talks through the company's journey from frustration to innovation and breaking through into the full range of mountain biking accessories available now in 18 countries around the world. As with many of our Flying the Fern guests, the distinct New Zealandness of Kids Ride Shotgun has been critical to its success. The company has grown at a remarkable rate at times, and we'll discover how, and how it actually created a whole new set of problems that had to be solved. It's a very cool story with very cool goals and plenty more opportunities in the pipeline. Well, kia ora, Dan. Thanks for joining us. Welcome. Thanks. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, first thing I'd like to ask you is if there was one sort of quintessential New Zealand experience, the one thing you would tell every visitor to New Zealand must do, what would your advice be? Oh, I would say come and ride. I'm probably a bit biased. I'd say come and ride the the Redwoods in Rotorua. I would say that's an amazing world-class facility. My number one for sure. You're not the only one to mention them, actually. That's interesting. I, and I have to admit, I haven't been there. I've walked through a couple of times many, many years ago. So mainly the, the purpose of that question is to give me advice about what I should be doing in my own country. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> now, the, the Kids Ride Shotgun story started you know, as a personal story for you, didn't it? It was a family experience. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I grew up riding mountain bikes and loved the sport. Had a lot of amazing times and memories. And then had a family and really wanted to teach my kids to ride. I've got three boys. My wife, Alicia, and I, we set about doing that and and found it was a little bit tricky, especially when our youngest, who was three at the time, we we struggled for him to stay with us when we would go on on family rides in the Redwoods. And um, so we wanted to try and solve that problem, which is where um, the idea for the shotgun seat was born. Fantastic. And so for those of us who are listening and maybe can't visualise what you mean by a shotgun seat, it's not... not like the gun, the shotgun, it's more the idea that, you know, when you're going in a car and someone yells shotgun, it means they get to ride kind of with the driver. So I presume that's the history, but tell us a little bit about the actual product. What does it look like and what's the experience? Yeah, that's right. So the shotgun seat is designed for parents to take kids riding together. So it's for kids two to five years and the shotgun seat itself is a, is a like a little saddle that attaches to an adult's mountain bike. And um, it, it fits nicely up the front behind the handlebars, but in front of the adult rider. And it's a really great, great spot for kids to be able to see see what's in front of them rather than looking at a parent's sweaty back, you know, and um, and also be able to um, yeah, just have a really great experience. You can chat away. We've even got some little handlebars that they can hold on to. And it's a really great um, interactive experience that um, the product provides. And what it really means is we're getting kids out onto trails together and into nature with with mum and dad and, you know, getting families into exercise and um, there's so many good things about it. So it's one thing to come up with the idea for a product when you're out having a family ride. It's another thing to actually create a business out of it. So there's obviously a big jump. You know, were you were you a product designer or a manufacturer before you started doing this? 
No. So, so yeah, just to go back to the story. Um, so I had that interest in mountain biking and teaching the kids. And then, um, when I realized that problem of staying together, I asked my friend and now business partner, Tom, um, if he could make something for me. So he's got the product development background, him and I are completely opposite. So I'm the marketing creative side, if you like. And, um, he's very much the product commercial side and um, we think those opposing brains are kind of what's allowed us to succeed so far along with the amazing team here that have helped um, over the last few years. What was the sort of existing product set? What's your competitors like? Why weren't they doing the job and you found something unique? There were a couple of competitors out there. Um, There was one local uh, which I wasn't sure if it was going to fit my bike and I thought it would scratch my bike. I was a little bit precious about my mountain bike because I'm kind of quite into it. You know, people that have got nice nice bikes sort of care about these things deeply. And so I didn't want to just put anything on there that might damage it. And then there was another one which actually looked pretty good, but it was um, really expensive and only in Canada and hard to get. And I just thought, oh, look, um, I reckon we could come up with something here and, and ask Tom and he agreed. And so there were a couple of competitors out there, but we, we definitely saw a spot in between those two. Nice one. I love the fact that, you know, you're very careful and cautious about your brand new bike and then you make it all careful and beautiful and then you take it out in the forest and basically rip through the mud and dirt and scratch it up. But you know, I don't, not, not yeah. judging you, that's just how you run these things. No, it's so it's so true and most of the damage to bikes usually happens on bike racks and car parks and things when they fall over rather oh. than anything else. It's, it's sort of crazy. But yeah, you're right. There's a lot of precious bike people out there. Now, you launched in 2017. You know, obviously launching a new product's a big deal. How did you get on with that launch and how did you find your sort of first customers? Yeah, so um, so Tom made one for me to try, um, and that was great. And then we did a, fo- a Facebook post just locally to say, hey, we're looking for some families to try this out. Um, and we had, I think, maybe 10 or 15 families agree to give us a small amount of money to try out this, this concept. And then that went well. And the local newspaper actually accidentally saw that Facebook post and said, hey, we want to interview you about this um, product that you're releasing. So that kind of escalated pretty quickly. And then they were like, what's the name? And so we had to had to come up with a name. And then they said, um, what's the website? And so I said, I'll, I'll come back to you. So we quickly put together a website sort of overnight. They wrote this article and they were about to publish this article within a couple of days of this Facebook post to sort of say that we were launching this thing. And then they said, oh, look, for editorial balance, we really need to speak to a local bike shop um, to find out what they think about it. And so we're like, well, we didn't even talk to any bike shops. So... I quickly went across town and we spoke to the local bike shop owner, Chris, great dude, and he helped us as well. And then um, in the end, they had everything they needed for this article. When we This article went out and it um, asked people to enter their email address for pre-orders and all of a sudden we had, I think it was maybe 50 people that had, had pre-ordered and um, this was without really having a product. So it was great. Brilliant. What a brilliant story. I love that. But you, you know, you're clearly agile and just kept rolling with it and going, right, if now I need a website, let's build one of those. Now I need a retail distribution channel. Okay, let's get that sorted. Well, then the problem um, became um, Tom's problem, which was how we're going to make these things, which he was up for. And um, yeah, we just we've sort of always operated like that. And the same, our team's the same, like um, just one step at a time and um, encountering challenges every day. Well, I'm just looking down here because I'm realizing that it wasn't that long after, 2019, you went global. You went both the US and the UK. I mean, that's that's enormously quick to go from minimum viable products, you know, in your local area on a Facebook post in 2017. Two years later, you're exporting to two very big markets. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, we could see like we could see the opportunity for a small business here, um, but we thought that the we really thought the opportunity was far greater because we'd already looked at the landscape a little bit when I was looking for a product for myself, and we could see there was this big gap. And we thought, we've got to go after this. Um, and so, 
yeah, we, we went quite quickly. We raised a small amount of capital, um, which enabled us to hire a couple of key people. Um, Andrew, our sales guy, was one of our first people to join us, followed by some others. And then we really um, went after the US and UK. We saw those as the big opportunities. And I think one thing we were really lucky is that we we really feel like we know who our customers are. Like, but I guess because we are, you know, we were the customer. Yeah. Like, we were the mountain bike parent with a kid that wanted to ride and had this horrible experience of trying to put like a, a plastic, big plastic child seat on the back of a bike and not being able to ride on any trails. And so we were able to, to use that information to go pretty quick and, and digital marketing, which is my background, allowed us to really serve ads quickly into the countries we wanted to um, promote the product. And yeah, it was exciting times. It is, I can imagine, exciting times. And, and you know, I, I would imagine then going through those COVID years, because you launched in 2019 globally, suddenly you get a global pandemic. Uh, was that a benefit or a problem for you? I mean, do people have more time on their hands to go out in the bush and out in the mountains? It was both. It was both a problem and an opportunity. So, um, yeah, I think there were maybe three of us in the team when the pandemic started, three or four. And then um, all of a sudden our website um, and our distribution inquiries and our retailers, everything just went ballistic and we couldn't keep up. I think we've gone from placing relatively small production runs of maybe a few hundred orders at a time to placing orders in the tens of thousands really quickly. And we went from four to, I think, 14 staff within a few months. And it was pretty crazy. And we we really only just kept the wheels on, to be honest. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, yeah, that's right, which is a credit to the to all of the people who came in and helped us out, even friends who were helping us after hours who didn't end up working for us, just jumped in and, and helped out. And um, our team were amazing Like in amongst working from home during a lockdown. And yeah, we're really lucky to have grown so quickly and managed to keep it together. Fantastic. It's fantastic to hear that growth. And one of the things I love about your story is that you sort of exemplify a couple of things here. One is the New Zealand kind of quality of giving things a go, wanting to fix a problem, you know, seeing an opportunity, uh, you know, being kind of adventurous, but also being bold and, and, and going out there. And, and I was wondering to what extent does that being from New Zealand, you know, particularly in a, in a sort of adventure sports industry, well, is that a benefit? How do you talk about that when you're talking to your global audience? Yeah, we're very proud of our Kiwiness. The industry of mountain biking and the culture of mountain biking holds New Zealand in really high regard in terms of a location to ride. You know, we've got these amazing trail systems. We've got, obviously, mountains that are amazing for riding. We've already got this adventure tourism kind of brand, I guess, if you like, on the world stage. And uh, so, yeah, the Kiwiness is an important part of of our story. And um, even though sometimes people can un- can't understand us when we're on Zoom calls, we can be genuine. And I think that's really helped us. What are those values? What are the sort of values of your company and the values of New Zealand? How do they kind of come to life and filter through the marketing? The values of our company, we, we think um, there's a few things that are really important for raising like resilient kids. We often talk about freedom and connection and resilience and progression. So those are our four. So freedom is about the outdoors and escaping busy urban life. And connection is about spending time with mum and dad and your dearest and nature together. And that connection is really important, we think, because it's a pretty unique time of a child's life. And then this progression as well of improving on the bike and improving into the sport of mountain biking. So we really want to raise a next, the next generation of mountain bikers. And so that's that's about progressing from a child seat through to a balanced bike, through to a, a pedal bike or whatever that journey looks like. Um, and that's on and off the bike, that progression. We're, we're learning to overcome challenges and to push ourselves to ride up hills and all of those things. 
and that probably ties into our, our last value of um, resilience, which is about picking yourself up when you fall down. And that's on the bike as well as in life. We think that um, we want to raise um, resilient kids that are um, able to handle adversity when things don't go to plan. Oh, fantastic. And you've got the, the New Zealand fern marks. You know, that's sort of the part of this podcast. We're talking about that fern mark, that symbol of New Zealand. Uh, why did you get that and, and how does that work for you? Yeah, um, there's a few reasons to that. So, yeah, we're very proud of our Kiwi origins. And also another sort of part of it is we had some real counterfeit challenges during that COVID boom. I didn't mention it before, but we had a whole lot of like counterfeit products like popping up, literally looking like us. They were inferior and they pretended to be us and it, was, it, it really hurt us for a while. And so we were looking for ways to differentiate ourselves and show that we were the real deal. Um, and so we thought what better way than to put the fern on our product packaging. So it's on all our product packaging because we've got our design team here. We design everything in our Mount Monganui office. Yeah, so it was really about that point of difference and showing the credibility of the product and, um, and as a bit of a hat tip to our Kiwi roots. Yeah, that's wonderful. And that, that aspect of kind of competitiveness that, and the counterfeiting that we often sadly see, particularly in online channels, you see people passing off as you. But, you know, the idea that the Fernmark is something that you can use to just protect your own brand, that's it's a really interesting point that you bring across there. And have you had to sort of pursue some of those counterfeiters and, and do cease and desist against them, that sort of thing? Tom could talk to this better than I, but there's a, he'll write a book on it one day. We've been through a really big journey on that counterfeit space from basic cease and desist letters through to class action lawsuits, through to advice from solicitors all over the, over the world and um, even some unsavory options that we didn't pursue. But, you know, it's a pretty grim kind of a um, side to um, what is this amazing experience when you're having to deal with, yeah, that not so nice stuff. We've really improved our position and um, a lot of them are, d- are disappearing and changing and um, evolving away into legitimate competitors, which is going to happen over time. But thankfully, um, I think we've broken the back of it now. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear. And I'm also glad to hear about the kind of the impact you're having. I've so, you saw here you've had a, you know more than 500% increase in revenues over the last few years. You've, you've seen incredible growth. But even more importantly, you're getting families out there and you're getting pe- people out there well, the sport, a new sport of mountain biking, which, you know, opens up a lifestyle change as well. So this is, this is something that, you know, you think about the balance between growing a business and then having the impact that you want to have in terms of people's health. That's Yeah, that's totally right. We think about um, purpose and profitability as the two things, like the purpose. We need that purpose to raise that next generation of mountain bikers, and that's, that's our um, North Star. And we need to be profitable in order to deliver on that purpose. Um, and so those things go hand in hand. I think as well, just to talk to that growth journey, we we really feel like we're just at the start. We feel like we've we've begun with the shotgun seat, and that's what many parents around the world are familiar with in terms of the products we make. But our vision really is to help raise mountain bike kids from zero to five years and provide parents with all of the tools and products that they need to raise their mini mountain biker. So I think in terms of our growth journey, while it's been great so far, we feel like we're really just at the start, which is exciting. That is exciting. Where, where's that future going to take you? That's the, a great way to finish up. Like, where where can you see this headed? I think we've we've really got an opportunity to be one of the main players in this global um, mountain biking with kids category, and um, I think we're going to need a lot of help along the way. Like, we've, we've got some pretty big recruitment plans from customer service and market to through to product development, through to independent directors. We need a lot of a lot of help as a as a young um, business with big aspirations. So, 
Um, I think if we could um, be known for raising a generation of mountain bikers through the, the products and tools and resources that we provide, we would have looked back in 10 or 20 years and we were known for that. I think that would be a real win and I think um, as a team we'd be really proud of that. Yeah, so that's kind of the goal. 10 or 20 years on the sort of timeframes you guys run, that's a very long time, you know, launching a product in, uh, <laughs> within weeks and then getting it international within a couple of years. I mean, your vision is something that I hope that you'll achieve a lot more quickly. Thank you. Well, Dan, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for flying the fern for New Zealand, and thank you for uh, telling the world about our role when it comes to you know, adventure sports. Uh, kia ora. Oh, thanks for your support, David. Really appreciate the chance to have a chat, and um, yeah, look forward to seeing you again sometime, I'm sure. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast series is all about highlighting the amazing work New Zealand companies are doing in a variety of sectors and spaces. If you like this episode, there's plenty more great stories from Flying the Firm podcast that you can listen to. Just go ahead and check them out where you found this one. We're also highlighting the Fernmark license program, which we talked about during the episode. The Fernmark is our national symbol and a country of origin mark that helps Kiwi businesses promote trust, authenticity and credibility by leveraging the good reputation that New Zealand has overseas. To find out more or to apply to be part of the program, head to our website, fernmark.nzstory.gov.nz. And lastly, please rate, review and subscribe. It helps others find us. Hide it for now.